0: me want to say thank you all day long, and I will. Uh, Turn to our text that we've been looking at, 1 Samuel 2, Romans 13. If you didn't bring a Bible with you, hold up your hand. We have extra Bibles. Be glad to let you use one of them. Hold your hand up real high, and then find these places, 1 Samuel 2, Romans 13. I like something uh, Brother Shambach says I uh, m- m- hope I quote it correctly uh, well he says you don't have any problems all you need is faith in God yeah. did I say it right yeah. you <laughs> all you need is faith in God and uh, it's the truth faith is the victory That overcomes, not just a couple of things, the world. So, I mean, you don't have any problems from space, do you? Or from off world. All your problems are here in the world, anything that you might have to deal with. How are you going to get past it? How are you going to overcome it? It's your faith. Your faith. And you know that's why we emphasize faith. So I believe the Bible emphasizes faith. I believe Jesus emphasized faith. God requires. It's, it's not a suggestion. He requires it. You know. It's either the faith way or, or no way. So uh, what what we need in dealing with every situation is faith. Faith to face it. Faith to deal with it, faith to overcome it, faith to win, faith to receive our our miracle, our healing, our provision, our protection, faith. And when something comes up and, and it hits you and it just overwhelms you and you just wilt, that's because there's no faith there. Did you hear me? When it shakes you and it scares you and puts you in fear and you tremble and you want to just lay down and and cry it's because you're faithless faith gives you confidence and boldness not arrogance just confidence that this is not too big for God and God loves me and he's faithful to me he's brought me through everything else he'll bring me through this And so you just look at it and you get in its face and you roar like a lion. And you're not scared. That includes death itself. We Christians are supposed to stand by the freshly dug grave and and coffin of our loved ones at the time when our heart is most tender. And we're supposed to stand there even with tears in our eyes and go, Oh, grave, where is your victory? Death, where is your bite? You haven't won anything. And we haven't lost anything. This clay temple is not my loved one. They're out of here. They've been with Jesus for the last two days or whatever. And I'll see them again soon. They're not just in my past. They're in my future. And even this clay house that we're putting in the ground, it's not the end of it either. It's coming out of the ground. It's going to be raised from the dead. Incorruptible. Grave, you don't have any victory. You didn't win anything here. How many know what I'm talking about? This is confidence. Even with tears in your eyes. Faith is the victory. The spirit of faith is the spirit of victory. Well, here's the thing. Somebody said, man, that's 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 I got to get me some of that. <laughs> some of that faith what I need. Would you pray for me and lay your hands on me. Give me some of that. Not how it comes. Well, I'm going to pray and fast till God gives me that kind of faith. Not how it comes. You'll not get it that way. Well, I am. I'm going to pray and fast till He gives. It. it does not come that way. God's not going to change the Bible for you, right? How does faith come? Romans ten seventeen. Put it up on the screen for us. Hmm? What does it say? Faith comes by praying. Faith does not come by praying. It does not. Uh, You know, prayer is a wonderful, very important, vital part of our walk with the Lord. But some people have made prayer unto a religion. Prayer is there they say, well, I believe in prayer. Well, I believe in God. It's not the same thing. Are you all with me? Prayer is just our communion with Him. Is how you describe it. And there's some many, many wonderful things about prayer. But don't make prayer the savior, and don't make prayer your religion. Yes,
1: sir.
0: Faith comes by what? Hearing. Begging. No, no. Huh? No, no. Through laying on of hands. No. What? Hearing. No. What does it come by? Hearing. It comes by hearing. That's why we have services all the time. DVDs, and CDs, and downloads. People say, huh? We don't need all that stuff. Y'all ought to put that money into the stuff. No, you don't know what you're talking about. Right. Well, you are to, to help the poor. Who says we're not? Right. It's amazing how people say things they got no clue what they're talking about. They don't know what you've done or hadn't done. They just, well, y'all spend all that money on these buildings and all that money on this and all that money on that. Listen. The main thing people—I don't care who they are, where they are—the main thing they need is God. And if you got God and you got faith in God, you can overcome the whole world. Amen. Amen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You can overcome anything that's been holding you or your people back, or, or your background, your your lack, your ignorance. You, you can overcome all of it. Just with faith. But how can you get some of this wonderful, amazing, world-overcoming stuff? You can only get it by hearing. And not just hearing anything. Hearing, and the specific hearing, is by the Word of God. Now, that's a little bit vague in the King James. If you look it up, look up the words, it is the Word of the Christ. And the, the word Christ means the anointed. And so it is the word of the anointed. I mean, there's, there's different kinds of hearing. There's hearing of Bible that will put you to sleep. Huh? Monotone. And so-and-so begat so-and-so. And so-and-so and so begat so-and-so. And and that's why people lot of people don't go to church because they think, oh man, I, you know, what's that got to do with me having a good life now? You know, that's because it is not anointed word of God. It is dead letter, and people reading it or talking about it who have no faith in it, and that will not give you faith. I had a person ask me one time, they said, well, because we, there was a project going on to get uh, Brother Kenneth Hagin's uh, books into some other parts of the world to print a bunch of them and get them in there. And this guy asked me, he said, well, why are y'all doing that and, and not, not just Bibles? And he asked it kind of in a judgmental way and I really didn't know what to tell him. I thought, well, I guess that's a good question, I guess. Because you're not saying that's better or as good as the Bible, are you? We all are quiet. <clears throat> well, do you have a Bible? Huh? How many got a Bible? Got more than one Bible? Well, why'd you come to church today? You got a Bible? Huh? You stay home with your Bible. You got it. some people believe that. That's why they're not here. But the problem is most of those rarely open it. No, come on, listen. God has put gifts in the body to bring anointing. What what gives you faith? Not just hearing the Word. Hearing the anointed Word. Have you ever heard something that you had read 40 times, and then you heard it with an anointing, and it came alive to you, and you got excited about it? Well, when you got excited, this will excite you even more. You know why you got excited? Faith had come. The reason you got excited is because you heard the anointed word and it was revelation to you. You understood it and you believed it. You saw it, understood it, received it, believed it. Faith had come. That's why you got so excited. And it is that kind of faith that can overcome the world. Somebody say glory to God. God. So yes, we need Bibles. But if that's all we would needed, God had just given us Bibles. Right. And there would be no gifts to men. Amen. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, etc. No, He has ordained that people be saved by the foolishness of preaching. That's what the Bible says. It's foolishness to the world. But you say, well, I I, I don't need all that. Well, you, you're smarter than God, huh? This is the way He has chosen to do it. And you cannot stay by yourself isolated and get everything that you need from God. You cannot. He has ordained that you and I get so much of what we get through other body parts. It's from Him, but it's through them. And if we don't uh, maintain the connections and if we don't receive through the vessels, not just one or two, then we will not get the full supply that we need, and we'll be lacking in faith. And when things come up, we'll be we'll feel overwhelmed, and we'll you know every situation where you have faced something and it seemed too big for you, and you responded in fear instead of faith. That's because something didn't happen that should have happened prior to that. You you missed something, it's just something you should have gotten. Something you should have been fed. Something should have been put into you. Right, yes. Yes, sir. Hmm? Yes, sir. That's why it's a bad move yeah. to lay out a church half the year. Well, you know, I just don't feel like I need it that much. Hey, this ain't the end of your life. That's right. <laughs> and so people will will lay out, and and not only that, but they're not feeding at home. They're not reading their chapters. They're not, you know, they're not getting anything, uh, but they're feeding on a bunch of worldly junk. And they don't realize it, but they're getting weaker and weaker spiritually. And their faith is just fading. Now, you don't know it if nothing's going on. But then, boom, something happens. And you look at it and just wilt. Just fall in a a pile on the floor. And it's pitiful. It's just a whine. No faith. And want to run and get help. And thank God the the Lord is merciful. But sometimes people want you to counsel and pray with them for two days and nights. And they want to get in these times what they should have been getting. Two, three, four, five times a, a, a week for the past year. Are you listening now? And the Lord is merciful and he'll help you. But it's not going to be the same. You make it through, you'll know you've been through something. But... If you would have been where you were supposed to be receiving what you were supposed to be receiving on a regular basis, daily basis, weekly basis, the Lord knows what's coming. Mm -hmm. He knows His plan. He knows the enemy's plans. Mm -hmm. He knows everything that's coming up. And He will have us ready. He'll have us perfectly prepared. And when it comes up, it might catch you a little off guard. It might surprise you a little bit. But then you realize, oh, wow. That's what the Lord's been getting me ready for. He was talking to me about that. And then about this. And then, well, God is greater than all of this. And you'll just face it with confidence and faith. And next thing you know, it will be another testimony. We'll be reading it and shouting about it in here again. <laughs> you don't have any problems. All you need is faith in God. Where you going to get this amazing faith that overcomes the whole world comes from what you hear yes, amen. and not just a mechanical hearing it is the anointing and so uh you know i know that we have the opportunity to minister to you myself and and phyllis and and dave and and others and we have guest speakers in here but we're just uh, a few of the many uh, speaking gifts that's in the body I know a lot of you feed on a lot of other Ministry gifts through other places And meetings and TV And radio and internet And that's excellent There And there are people that God will connect you to It appeals to you It just feeds you like no other And you tend to want to uh, Put them on a pedestal And go well man that, that's my favorite uh, one." You know, well no that's just the one That God has ordained That you feed through Or one of the ones, I should say. And it doesn't make them better than somebody else. These other folk feel the same way about their ministry gifts. They feel like, well, I don't know why y'all listen to him. Y'all listen to my preacher, you know. (laughs) But we're all different, and the Lord knows how we hear, and he has just done everything perfectly well. And uh, uh, he's brought us to this point. And, you know, we would not have faith to do any of the things that we're doing now if he hadn't fed fed our faith. Back in the previous years and got us to this point. And I'm excited that uh, uh, we know what's going to happen after this. I mean, everything that we're dealing with, our projects with the sister church and all of it's going to be done in a matter of months. Then what are we going to do with ourselves? Huh? We're not going down. We, 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 we're not going to quit feeding our faith. We're not going to fade. You can already see this thing just keeps getting better. Yeah. Just keeps getting better. Yeah. Are you a faith person? You, yes. You're going to live by faith. You're going to feed your faith. Yeah. Well, come on. Keep keep showing up for, uh, for feeding time. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. And realize the importance yeah. of feeding your faith. Reading your chapter. Yeah. Reading your chapter. That feeds you. Yeah. How many can tell reading your chapter feeds you? If you say, well, I don't get much out of it, you're not reading it right. Read it with faith. (laughs) Take time. Expect to get something out of it. Before you start, you know, close your eyes and say, Lord, this this is your word. It feeds my faith. It feeds my spirit. It's life to my flesh and every part of me. I believe i receive it. Open up my eyes, my heart, my mind. In Jesus' name, give me just exactly what I need out of it today. Speak to me and then start reading. And I'm telling you, it is God talking to you. Is it or not?
1: Yes.
0: It is God talking to you. Does it get any more important than that? No. It's God talking to you. And He can anoint you as you read. Uh-huh. And you can get faith from hearing what you read. Thank you, Lord. And that's not anywhere in my notes. <laughs> First Samuel, did you find it? 2. <laughs> well, well, it helps to be reminded so that you remember what's important, what you should give time to, and uh, don't let anyth- anything knock you out uh, of being fed the Word of God. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You, you know that eating natural food is important and necessary, being getting proper nutrition. If you don't, it can cause you all kinds of problems. Even more important is getting proper spiritual nutrition. It's even more important, much more than that. First Samuel 2, we've been on this for some weeks now. Honor to whom honor is the title of the series. And in this uh, 30th verse, 1 Samuel 2.30, He had said, them that honor me, I will honor. And they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Said out loud, them that honor me, I will honor. They that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. He will do with you whatever you do with him. You know, the the whole kingdom of God, everything in this world, like Dave was talking about earlier, it operates by sowing and reaping. Everything. Well, you honor God, you sowed a seed of honor. You're going to reap it by Him honoring you. Well, if you sowed neglect, indifference, despising with God, if His things are not important to you, then your things are not important. I know people don't like to hear that. But what does it mean? If you despise Him, you'll be lightly esteemed. If you, you don't have time for Him and you don't care about His things, and you can't be bothered with His stuff, well, then that means you and your things and your stuff are trivial and insignificant mm-hmm. and will be treated so. That's a sobering thought. It is a fact. But I know back some years ago, well, first began in the ministry, it seemed like I did not have enough time to do the spiritual side of it. We were so busy doing natural things, and I knew there was a call on my life. I need to study. I need to pray. But I had so many natural things that took up so much of my day. And I thought, Lord, if you'd free my time up where I could pursue this like I ought to because this just seemed like a distraction to me. And the way he answered me, he said, son, as your time becomes important to me, I will. Uh, You know, we don't need tremendous provision and abundance of help to just sit and watch TV. Hmm? What are you going? What are you going to do? Honestly, with most Christians, their their time and what they do with their time, is just not very important to God and the kingdom, because it's not a priority to them. And so, mostly all they're concerned about is Him helping me do what I want to do, wow. live the life I want to live. Mm-hmm. And as we spent time last week, that's not seeking first the kingdom of God. That's that's seeking first you. And yours and your ideas and your plans and what you want to do. And and that's not what Christianity is about. And some people that have taught faith and prosperity have, have seemed to emphasize and kind of uh, leave, leave the idea that that's God's main purpose is just to uh, prosper you and make you happy. And that's about it. But but no, no. We serve Him. Yes. Amen. Hmm. And it's not about what we can find out to use of him to help us. It's making ourselves available to him to use us. Yes. Amen. Right? Amen. And if we'll do that, like we studied last week, he'll add all these things to us. We, uh, he was ministering to me uh, recently. He, he said, if you seek to find your life, what will happen? Lose You'll lose it. But if you lose it for my sake in the gospel, you won't have a life. huh now that's what the devil tries to tell people and if you really sell out to serve God you you won't have a life anymore you won't have anything to enjoy you that's not what he said right what did he say if you lose your life and you, you you quit seeking that and you just you forget about it and you just full-time pursue trying to do what he would have you to do that don't mean you don't have to be a preacher to do that and uh, for his sake in the Gospels, what did he say? He didn't say you wouldn't have a life. He said, you'll find it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You really will have a life. Yeah. Yeah. You'll find a real life. Yeah. Yeah. That's both here and now and to come. Yeah. Yeah. And looking back, I can see with Phyllis and myself and all life, that's exactly what's happened. We walked away from what little we had and we just... Forgot about. She had plans to do this. And I had plans to do that. She was going to pursue a career in this field. I was going to pursue a career in that field. And we finally got to the place where we realized. That's our idea. We forgot it. We left it behind. We, we had things offered to us. You can have this place. You can have that place. We walked away from it. left land. Uh, jobs. Opportunities left my hot rod and my dog we, we left it all she and I and just pursued him but you know it, it was a matter of years that we didn't have much but he began to add stuff to us just like he said he would and soon we had more than we'd have ever had trying to pursue our plan and career and now that has been eclipsed several fold are you with me, friends? Yes. Yes. No, that's what he's talking about. If you seek for your life and try to, to, to make happen what you want and what you think, it'll it'll go through your fingers. Right. You'll wind up in the end. You'll have lost it. Yes. But if you say, well, forget about what I wanted. Lord, what you what do you want me to do? Yeah. Yeah. Here I am. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be anything you want me to be. I'll go anywhere you want me to go. Yes. I'll work with anybody, do anything, whatever. Even if it seems like it's something that I... It's not my thing. If you say it is, it is. I'll do anything. And you do it. Now, it can't just be talk. Because that will be tried. It will be tested. (laughs) And there will be days and there will be months that you may wonder, what am I doing here? (laughs) And it won't always be comfortable. But if you'll see it through. And you'll be faithful. You'll see. You didn't lose your life. You actually found it. And... uh, there are, you know, there are staff that followed us and, uh, here, and, and they, they had gotten them houses and they had gotten situations. And when they found out we're going here, they just walked away from it. They just, everything that they had. And since coming here, they have found uh, spouses yes. and families, yes. uh, ministries. And they could have said, well, no, I'm looking for this and I'm looking for that. And they could have stayed and tried to find it on their own there and not found it. Or found it and it slipped through their fingers and not been the right thing. No, he didn't say, if you lose your life for my sake, you wouldn't have a life. What did he say? You'll find it. You'll find it. Can you say amen? Amen. Go with me to uh, 1 Timothy, please second Timothy I should say second Timothy the biggest enemy to God's plan is your plan <laughs> did you know that that's the biggest enemy because people have plans. Things they want to do, things they want to achieve, things they want to accomplish. And a lot of times they think, well, it's for my family. don't make it the plan of God. So uh, I've learned it's just so much easier not to make a bunch of plans. Then you just got to die to them. So I've trained myself after having to do that a few times of, uh, you know, if if my mind starts going a certain way, well, I could do this and I could do that. And I just got to go, whoop, 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 time out. You are making a plan. (laughs) We make no plans. We consult the master. We ask him. Because he's not formulating a plan. He doesn't need any help. Coming up with a plan. He has had a plan before you were born. Right? And you and I need to have soldier mentality. Hmm? We don't write our own orders. I I should say we're not supposed to. (laughs) Because there's a lot of Christians that do. Anybody been in the military in here? Let me see. Raise your hand. You've been in the military. Can you write your own orders? No, no sir. Huh? No, sir. Are you sure? Yes, sir. What if you get stationed in uh, Fairbanks, Alaska? Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, and it's cold. <laughs> and you, And you're from the south. <laughs> and you're up there. Remember you've been up there for months and your feet ain't been warm in three weeks. And you think, man, don't we have a base in Honolulu? Huh? Don't we have a base in Honolulu? I'm going. I'm going to transfer myself. <laughs> you better not. You write your old orders. You, you, you go down to Honolulu. What are you? wall <laughs> Out of the will of the army. <laughs> right? right? And in trouble. Yeah. Are you in trouble? You can't just write your own orders. Do You know how many Christians have done that? Cool. So the Lord sent them to places, sent them to jobs, sent them to churches. And they're there for a little while and go, I don't like that. There's a church over there. This is America. I can go wherever I want. So they change jobs. They change marriages. They change relationships. They change churches. They change just at whim. Somebody didn't pay enough attention to them. Somebody didn't acknowledge their gift and whatever, and so they just jump and they're here and they're there. They just write their own orders. Jesus is not their Lord. He's their Savior, but they are their own Lord. They are running their life. The Bible said endure hardness as a good soldier. And it's not always going to be comfortable. Did I say that already? Huh? Huh? It's not always going to be comfortable. Go go to First Peter, First Peter, the fifth chapter. 1 Peter 5, verse 5, likewise, you younger, submit yourself to the elder. Who's going to make you submit? Nobody. You're going to submit yourself. Yea, all of you be subject, subject, one to another. Be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. Verse 6. Humble yourself. Say it out loud. Submit yourself. yourself. Humble yourself. yourself. Who's going to do it? God's going to make you submit? No. No. God's going to humble you? No. No. You hear that kind of talk all the time, but the Bible didn't say that. It said you do that. You submit yourself you humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may what? Now that sounds like our text, don't it? That he may exalt you, honor you in due time. In God's kingdom, the way up is down. You know what I mean by that? In the world, the way up is self-promotion, self-exaltation. But no, in God's kingdom, if, you, if you're going to be up, you're going to be servant of all. Right? And if, if, you, if you exalt yourself, you're going to come down. You're going to fall. But if you'll humble yourself, he'll lift you up. He'll promote you. He'll, he'll exalt you. He'll honor you. That he may exalt you in due time. Now, that's almost always later than your flesh would like. Now, why would he say due time? Because it's not gonna happen the next day. Due time means there's gonna be some time involved. Somebody say time, involved. Time, time involved. involved. time involved. And one of the one of the words that your flesh and everybody's flesh hates the most is wait. Wait. No, not that word. No, no, not the W word. No. Wait. Because <laughs> your flesh wants it now why we got to wait I want to wait yeah but you need to wait because very important things happen while you wait you have to get a hold of yourself you have to control yourself you have to discipline yourself while you wait keep reading I heard some somebody say, I can't wait. <laughs> yes, you can. I can't wait. You gotta wait. You got to that's your flesh. Yeah. Identified. Flesh is bad. <laughs> Needs to be nailed. Crucified. Suppressed. Held down. Right? That he may exalt you in due time. Verse 7. Casting all your care upon him. Don't worry about it. While you wait. Don't worry. Don't worry while you wait. No care. Be sober. Be vigilant because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion. He's walking about seeking whom he may devour. Now that comforts me. Because he can't just devour anybody he wants to devour. There are some he may chew up and devour, and there's some he may not. I definitely want to be on the may not yes. list. <laughs> and he comes to cause you problems, and he looks in there, his big son says, May not. You may not. You may not bite them. You may not devour them. You may not. All he wants to, but you may not. So when he's coming with symptoms and challenges and fears, interpret it. Realize it's a big old may I. Do you know how to answer that? No, you may not. The fears, the, 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 the symptoms, the circumstances, he tries to tell you, it's already here, it's too late. It's, you, you got it, you're being eaten up, you're being destroyed. But it's not, it's not. Don't, don't let it fool you. Say, no, 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 no. You, you may not. I resist you.
1: Yes.
0: I resist you. You may not hear.
1: Yeah.
0: But now all of this goes together of being a may not. You resist him steadfast in the faith. Steadfast means you've got to do it more than a time or two. More than a day or two. He is a persistent cuss. Have you found that out? And so if he tempts you a hundred times, what do you got to do? You got to resist a hundred times. Right? Because if you resist 99 and you give in the last one, well, you get the same results as if you'd yield yielded earlier. You still get messed up. But no, every time it comes, you got to resist it every time. Knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. He'll try to tell you there's some kind of weird, strange thing happening with you that nobody else understands. It's a lie. It's a lie. What you're going through, millions around the world are going through the same thing right now. Don't, don't you believe it? And many, many others have triumphed and overcome. Verse, verse 10, But the God of all grace... Who has called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. After that you've suffered a while. Hmm. That's, that's a part. That's a part. Make you perfect, establish, strengthen, settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Uh, there is a doctrine of suffering according to the will of, of God. And people have taken it and twisted it because of their lack of understanding of the scriptures. They've tried to make suffering being sick and being broke and being mentally oppressed and defeated suffering for God. But it's not so. That's right. I said it's not so. That's right. There's, there other kinds of suffering one of the biggies is suffering not getting your way now if you back up in the in the earlier part of the passage what he started talking about submitting humbling yourselves didn't he see that is the flow of the passage and so that's what he's talking about suffering having to submit now, I used to teach on, in the Bible school, submission and authority. And uh, I, I've had people tell me before before they took the class, man, I'm excited about getting your class. They said, uh, you know, submission has always been easy for me. I know immediately they don't have a clue about what it is, because submission is not easy for anybody. I said, well, it is for me. You don't know what it is. There's no such thing as a person... That it's easy for them to submit. I'm going to say it again real slow. (laughs) Well, it is for me, Brother Keith. No, it's not. You don't know what it is. You don't know what submission is, if you think so. There's no such thing as submission being easy for anybody. If it would have been easy for anybody, it would have been easy for Jesus. And he swept blood submitting did you hear me you want to call that easy the bible said with strong crying and tears and what was this prayer if if there's any other way let the, father all things are possible with you and if there's any other way let this cup pass from me so does he want to do what he's looking at no it's his will to do it right now People haven't liked to look at this, but no. But what did he come back to? Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. That is submission. When your will is contrary Mm -hmm. to another's, but you set yours aside and you do theirs. Is that easy? It's never easy. Is it the right thing to do? Now he said, After that you've suffered a while, the Lord make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. That's why I was talking about enduring hardness as a good soldier. Staying where you're stationed. Some have m- misunderstood. The, the first Peter also talks about don't think it's some strange thing when you're tried. All your brethren are are experiencing similar and like things. Did did I mention that it's not always comfortable? (laughs) Huh? Where God puts you. It's not always comfortable. There, There are times when it's very uncomfortable. And there are times that it just doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem... Well, why do they do this? Why didn't they do that? Why won't they let me do this? And and this is my call and my gift, and I can't do what I want to do. And you don't realize you've got so much flesh. Yes. You you're attributing all this to God, but so much of this is just you, and just what you want to do, and you getting your way, and that needs to die. Yes. It needs to die for God to really be able to use you. And you won't, you won't realize, you can't deal with it unless you acknowledge that it's there. Right. And until that you do, and there have to be something to cause that to come out. Yeah. To come up and come out for you to even see it right. and then be able to deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> you ever heard anybody say, well now, you know, I usually submit to them. But on this, I just don't agree. That means this is the first opportunity you've had to submit. And you're failing the test. (laughs) As long as you agree with them, there's no opportunity to submit. (laughs) Are y'all with me or not? If they go, do this, and you go, yeah, let's do that. There's no submission there. Right. You're in agreement. Right. It's only when you're not in agreement that you have opportunity to submit. Right. Somebody over you in some capacity says, well, you know, I want you to do this. And you go, inside, you just want to holler. No. 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 That's not what I... No, that's not what I had prayed about and thought about and and no. Now you have an opportunity to submit. Right. Will it be easy? No. To bite your tongue? No. And say, Yes sir, yes ma'am, we'll take care of that. When your flesh is screaming, I don't want to, I don't want to. No. No, I don't no, I don't think this is what ought to be done. No. <laughs> we we must Get revelation to help us to divide what's God and what's us. And so many people, because they never submit, they live in a fairy tale world where everything that they think is God. They imagine that all their ways are God's ways and me and god is just <laughs> and if anybody that crosses or says or wants them to do something contrary to what they think oh no no god told me god told me and i have to do what god tells me to do and that's a very convenient excuse to never give in never submit And so that's why people keep unhooking and getting out of their place and writing and rewriting their own orders. If they would do what the Lord told them to, they would stay where they were sent and they would serve who they're told to serve. And that would require submission. It would require having to give in and not get your way. And it would be hard. It would make you cry sometimes. <laughs> but that's, that's what you need. You need it. You need to be able to identify, well, that was just my flesh wanting that. That was just me. That needs to die anyway. And if you never get that, you can never grow up. Yeah. Read that verse again. First Peter 5, that last verse that we read. After that you've suffered a while. Say it out loud. After that you've suffered a while. Suffered what? Not being sick. He redeemed us from the curse. By stripes we're healed. Not being broke. Mm -mm. Suffered what? We keep it in the context. Having to submit. Like what we saw in James. After you've suffered a while, what's he gonna do? Perfect has to do with, with maturity and completion and growing up and established. How I many like the idea of that? You're not you're not moved by every wind of this and that. I mean you got roots, you got foundation. Established, strengthened, settled. You know, I mentioned Brother Hagen, uh, He has a book entitled, Must Christians Suffer? If you haven't heard of it, I recommend it. Must Christians Suffer? And the answer is yes. Just not the way some people think. And he he asked a question, and I had opportunity to be around him a lot. He said, Would you like to know why I'm settled today? And he was a very settled individual. Not one of these yo-yo persons. You know, not, not, not one of these moody guys. No, I mean, reminds you of the master. The same. Yesterday, today, and the next. Hmm? Just, just solid. The same. The same. He said, would you like to know why I'm settled today? And he said, it's because I've suffered. Now, people would like to take that and twist it and go off with it. But then he explains and he gave examples. He said, you know, every church the Lord gave me to pastor was a troubled church. He said, church after church, they had had rifts and splits and and one part sit on one side and glare at the part on the other side. Nobody had swapped places and and just, you know, problems. And some of them went back generations. And and, uh, one place that he and Miss Aretha had gone, He said he'd prepare all week and he'd get up to preach and he said he'd preach his heart out and it's just like it came out and hit the back wall and just bounced right back and hit him in the face. Just dead. And just people just stand there and glare at him. Glare at the people over the other side. He said about all he could preach on was love and going to heaven. About all they, they they just kept needing to hear the same thing and and he said, time after time on a Sunday after services that day, they'd go back and he and Miss Aretha would be preparing for, to go to bed and, and they'd lay down and he'd, say, he'd tell her, you know, if I didn't know, God told us to be here. I'd go get a U-Haul trailer. I'd back it up to this parsonage. I'd load this thing. I'd be, we'd be gone in the morning. People say, wonder where the pastors went. You know, a lot of people didn't just say that. They did it. It got hot and uncomfortable in the kitchen. So they got out the kitchen. And again and again, people have, you know, things get uncomfortable. And and they just, they go, well, I I don't have to put up with this. Maybe you do. Maybe you do. If you obey the plan of God on your life, maybe you're supposed to. These people are not being nice to me. I know. Got scriptures for it. If we had time, we already gave you one. Endure hardness as a good soldier. Hardness was hardness. I mean, it's hard, as opposed to easy.
1: It's,
0: it's not. It's not easy dealing with them. It's hard. Well, I can't be God. God told his disciples, Jesus told his disciples, get in the boat go the other side. They didn't want to go. He insisted. Right in the middle of obeying him. Running into the biggest storm they'd ever run into in their life. How can this be the will of God? It was. No. When God directs you to do something, there's some things he doesn't do per se, but he allows, and it, and because he allows it, it it will cause some things to come up in you that you need to see, and you need to deal with, and they're uncomfortable, and they're unpleasant, and they're not pretty. But you need it. I said you need it, and what you need to do. I mean, I'm in my own life. You know, we hadn't come. Thirty years in the ministry, without encountering some of this, and there's been more than once that I'd come in, and fall across the bed with tears, and go, "Lord, I'm putting in a, a request for a transfer."
1: <laughs>
0: and every time it came back denied. <laughs> so now, what do I do? If I'm a good soldier. There's only one thing to do. Follow my orders. Stay where I'm stationed. Do my job. Submit myself. Humble myself. Do what I'm directed to do. Put my flesh on. And after a while, you'll learn how to do it. Your flesh will get miffed and get a little offended and a little mad and a little hurt and a little upset. And you'll go, oh, that bothered you, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Where's that knife at? Let me twist it. <laughs> die. Yeah, no. You die. Yeah. Self-seeking. Hey. Prideful. Huh? Yeah. Little whiny baby can't handle anything. Yeah. Die. Die. You need to die. Yeah. Die. Yeah. Die. Die. Because you understand, you will not be of use to the Lord if every little thing that comes up knocks you sideways and causes you to quit you just don't qualify for the heavy lifting you can't be trusted to be put in sensitive zero fail missions it's got to happen I purposed years ago I used to say I want to be I quit saying that because I'm a faith person I am and I will be yes. one of God's go-to guys. You yes. know what I mean by that. Yes. You ought to say the same thing about yourself. Yes. What does that mean? God needs something done. Yes. He needs it done now. Yes. He don't need it played with or messed around with. Somebody that will do it yes. and will see it through to the yes. end. Yes. Me. I'm one of them. Yes. One of God's go-to guys. Yes. If it hurts, okay. I'll believe God for healing. That's right. Huh? If it's uncomfortable, I'll believe God for peace, grace, whatever it is to get through it. He told me there'd be some hardness. He told me I wouldn't always get in my way. He told me I'd have to submit myself and, and humble myself. Didn't He? But what did He say? After you've been through that a little while. Come on, put the verse up again. After you've been through that a little while, what's going to happen? He's going to make you perfect. Establish you. Strengthen you settle you can you say glory to god God. there's some things i wouldn't go through again for large sums of money large sums i mean you could throw big figures and i'd go no 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 thanks no but on the other hand i wouldn't take anything for what the lord has done in me the problem didn't make make you better but the Lord showed you how to crucify some of that old flesh, and, and it makes you stable. Yeah. And when you've been through a hurricane, yep. when the wind blows twenty miles an hour, it don't bother you. Yeah. You're, right. You're like, man, the wind's blowing hard to do. You like, what? Yeah. That little breeze? Yeah. Barely felt that. Right. And what other people is falling over themselves about? It don't bother. It don't move you. It don't shake you. Because right. you've been in the thick. And you've been brought through. (laughs) And the Lord establishes you. Settles you. Strengthens you. Perfects you. And you become a rock. In your family. And in your church. When other people are shaking and hollering and scared and crying. They look at you and they see faith in your eyes. They see somebody that's not going to be shaken. Somebody that's solid. Somebody that will trust God. And not quit. And that's the kind of people. When the Lord needs something done. Something that. He can't have babies. That are going to be hurt and mad. And quit the first three days. He can't can't have them in there. Because this has got to happen. This is part of the plan. This is part of the kingdom. This has got to be done. He can't use babies. For that. He's looking for people that have passed tests. People that have stayed at their station. They have followed their orders. They've humbled their self. They've submitted their self. They've passed tests. They qualify. Those are the people he'll put his hand on. He'll put them in that place. He'll put them in that place. These strategic locations that are of kingdom significance. Because he knows once he puts them in there, he's not going to have to replace them five times. They'll see it through. They'll see it through. And having done all to stand, they'll stand. And they won't quit. Can you say glory to, God? glory to God? Do you volunteer this day to be one of God's go-to? Guys or gals, stand on your feet. Praise you, Master. Let's praise him some. Lift up your hands. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you. Go ahead and sing that, guys. Where he leads me. Jesus. Jesus. Excuse me. I thought y'all were playing something else. Uh, Maybe I was just hearing something else. Uh, Where he leads me, I will follow. We Where he leads
1: me, I will follow.